We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour and live on playback. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we're recording this in the great day. Middle of the fourth quarter? Great game. Beginning of the fourth quarter. The Warriors are currently down 54 points. It's 121 67. That won't be the final score. Forgive me for thinking the final score is going to matter in any capacity. I'll, I'll let you start. What's your thoughts on today's game? Um, I don't know if I have thoughts on the game. The only thing I thought of, I thought of that it was a little annoying is is uh, Steph probably shouldn't have played. Um, yeah, questionable coming in. Felt like he was on the borderline. He probably really pushed to play, and uh, I don't I don't know if he looked injured or not. I don't know about that. He just missed a bunch of shots. Team didn't wasn't locked in and. Uh, yeah, it felt like one of those games in hindsight. Yeah, Steph, maybe just fly back to, to San Francisco, <laughs> right? It, that's the only yeah, thing about this game. I think other than that, it's a Wednesday, right? So other than that, I think with this game, it's, I don't know, it kind of feels like a schedule loss. Maybe the Warriors aren't better than the Celtics. They're probably not better than the Celtics. But, I mean, they play on the road th- four games and in, in how many nights. And last game against Toronto, they're – they they struggled to get in. They're tired. It just felt like one of those where it's like, man, they probably could have flown home. The, the the only thing that was annoying to me, seven games in five days, the comments on playback are telling us. Seven games in five uh, – ten days, excuse me. Seven games in ten days. Um, the, uh, the final thing, the NBA deserves this type of game because of the way that they're scheduling these games. Uh, what are you doing? If you are going to want to do a Sunday showcase game, don't put three games in four nights. Don't put seven games in 10 days. You're asking for a team to either, one, be injured, or two, just not show up. And the Warriors didn't show up tonight, so. Today. Let's make Today. it clear. Today. Yeah. yeah. Today. No, yeah. I mean, look, when we looked at the road trip, we are saying three and one, probably a loss in Boston. Best Doesn't mean watching them go down 50 wasn't painful and annoying to watch, but you take a big picture, look at the whole thing, schedule loss. Embarrassing mm-hmm. game. Um, I think you're, I think you're pretty much right there. Like that's, that's the problem the NBA runs into. If you notice the Warriors are on ABC a lot in the second half of the season. And there's a lot of showcase games 
And there's a lot of we got to fit the whole schedule in. So you get the Warriors playing a day game on Sunday after a back-to-back Thursday and Friday night in Ooh. New York and Toronto. Is what it is. They didn't they didn't have legs to start the game. Boston, obviously, <laughs> if you're not going to defend them, they get hot. Yeah. They can just they can heat up as well as anyone. And it is what it is. I think my biggest concern looking at this is, you know, yet another loss against a team above 500. I don't have the number in front of me right now, but their record against good teams is not good. Their record against bad teams is good. Honestly, you know what that tells me? Their record is who they are. They're a middle of the road team, you know? Right. They're not they're not a bad team, but their flaws get exposed when they play against the better teams in general. I think and I didn't that, need tonight's game, today's game to really tell me that, but it's just another another one to remind you of that. You know? I think that Denver game probably spoke more to that than this game, though. I, True. It, it may be fully healthy, fully healthy, I would say. Boston still wins this game. They look like they were locked in. The game plan was so dumb, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see what – I mean, like what was going on there to start the game? Like, Jalen Brown just, just shooting layups and threes all game. What are we doing? I, I get they're trying to get in his head and stuff, but – um, they, they weren't they weren't locked in at all today. So um, I, I'm with you on the record stuff that they're a middle of the road team. But I, I just to me, these games feel like it's more it's more a statement about the NBA and scheduling than it is about the Warriors. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what you expect the Warriors to do. Are they supposed to come here and try? Like people are annoyed, and it's like, it's like, what do you expect this team to do? It's pretty rough. Yeah. They, they, yeah. I mean, it was bad off the bat. To your point, if it was going to be like this, they wasted everyone's time. Yeah, even putting Steph in uniform, like yep. you might as well get him the full rest. I appreciate him trying to play. Uh, he's about the right things. He always tries to to play in every game so fans can watch. He got a huge ovation pregame. Did you notice that? That was pretty cool. Austin Garden, just 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 a reminder whose league it is. Uh, <laughs> but you know, should have been realistic with it. Shouldn't have played today. It is what it is. Clay also got rested in the second half. Draymond, like, and to be fair, when it, they were down forty plus at halftime, like, what's the point in sending any of those guys out there? In right. The second anyway, right. Right. You kind of just have to play the odds. And now, uh, I mean, let's do a quick second here on it, but get a couple days off to fly home. Then they get Milwaukee, who is pretty hot. Chicago, you can't lose to Chicago. At home. Back to back, though. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Spurs on Sunday, or sorry, Saturday night. Uh, and Spurs, I'm not going to say they're good, but Wembenyama's, he's, he's taking a step. He's kind of playing like that guy that everyone said was like the best prospect maybe ever, you know, since LeBron. Have you seen him recently? It's just a joke. Well, he single-handedly destroyed Chet Holmgren and, and turned the Rookie of the Year debate into not a debate. That was pretty pretty funny, pretty absurd. Dude. The block he had on Chet when Chet went into his, like, because I don't think he's Kevin Durant, but he, he can go to those, like, KD type of moves off the bounce here and there, and it, it generally works because he can shoot. And just blocking it, standing still five feet away, I was like, I don't know what you do with that guy. I, I mean, just can't I can't shoot anywhere around him. That's all. And yeah. they don't like each other. So it, it was a pretty emphatic, like it was a fuck you moment. Like, Hey, you're not, you're not on my level, but yeah. And I mean, Chet's not, he's awesome, but he's not on this level. <laughs> so yeah, is, yeah that, that'll be tough. Yeah. And it's like, when I'm looking at this, 
and I can pull up the standings after this also, but it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee on a road on the road. You might be able to steal it, but more likely than not, you're probably going to lose that game, but you got to win the next two against Chicago and San Antonio. Um, and I don't know, man, it's, the schedule is just kind of rough for them. Just a lot of games in the second half, you know, got to get them on ABC the following Saturday against the Lakers, which means, you know, flying from Dallas to LA and then back home the following day against the Knicks. And I got, it's a, it's a lot of, a lot of games coming down the pipe for the Warriors. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of games, but also, I mean, the other side of it is it's also, they're playing a lot of teams that aren't very good though, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing. They're playing San Antonio. <laughs> they have a shot. They're playing guys that they can either uh, stretch away from or catch right. Dallas, LA. Um, they're going to play I mean, they're going to play Dallas three more times. <laughs> And, and they're probably not winning all three games, but if we win all three games, the, all of a sudden the Warriors are a six seed, right? So it's like so it's like they have a chance, an opportunity to to really put themselves there to be um, to be outside of the playing game. And you're right. It's a lot of games in a row, but their schedule makes it so that, hey, you've got a lot of crappy teams and you play a lot of teams you could just beat. But to your point, like they haven't beat good teams this season. That's the yeah. that's the thing. So if you're not going to beat good teams and now you're going to have to beat good teams to get into a six seed, that, that becomes tougher. But tonight to me just felt – or today, I keep saying tonight. Today just really felt <laughs> like to me it's just a throwaway, man. Oh, what are you supposed to do, man? Just keep it moving. Three and one road trip, happy, go home. You know what I mean? Nobody got hurt. You know? Yeah. And, Knock and on to woods, your point, that's fine. I have the standings up right now. Warriors are actually 32-28 and 28 with the loss today. So one game behind Dallas in the loss column. I'm going to stick with the loss column because that's the most important mm. thing right now. Everyone's played a different number of games. But ultimately, if you have games in hand and you know you need to win them, then you you can't go backwards and unloss a loss. You know? So um, the Warriors have lost. played three less games than the Lakers. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, that's what the decky uh, that span, and that's another part of the reason the Warriors are going to play more games down the stretch than other teams because there's a couple games they had to make up in there. Um, it's just it's just the way you know uh, these things break a little bit. But when I'm looking at this, I see them three games back of the teams who are in that like six seed race: the Kings, the Suns, the Pelicans. They've already thrown tiebreakers away against the Kings and Suns with some of those early season meltdowns, particularly the Sacramento Kings. Those were frustrating. Uh, so that tells me they need to, if they want to get the six seed, they need to outright have a better record. They're not going to get it on tiebreaker. Is it doable at this point? Because we're talking about they need to make up probably four games uh, on those teams. I, would, I mean, I, yeah. Uh, I would say 40. I, I stand by what I said before we went to the All-Star break, like 48 wins is probably the least like that's the bare minimum to get the six seed this year. You just look at every team's record. Uh, Last year it was 44 wins for the Warriors this year. I think it's probably closer to 48 wins. That means they got to go 16 and six down the stretch. 16 and six doesn't sound that bad when you say it out loud though, you know, Uh, because they're currently what 12 and four over their last 16. If they continue playing ball like this, I'm pretty sure they can win 16 in the last 22. The uh, the the I love the playback comments. This is why we go live because they're they're just they're, they are they're on top of it. But um, they talk about the sun schedule being brutal, right? Um, they throw that out there. The Lakers schedule we saw that the other day. It's brutal. Uh, the Lakers are playing home games. They're playing some really some damn good teams. So yeah. the Warriors do have a schedule a po- strength of schedule advantage over teams. So yeah, I mean, you say forty eight wins. Do these teams, do the Suns get to 48? 
Yeah, have some tough games. And the Suns, you know, tonight, tonight the Suns play really. So it's like every night it's a bloodbath. And uh, I, maybe you only need to win 46, 47. I mean, you're probably right. You can't probably need to win 48 games to get a top six seed. But these teams, uh, it's not easy games, man, uh, anywhere in the Western Conference. And the Warriors do have a lucky schedule not lucky schedule it's just just an easier schedule because they're scheduled in the beginning of the season yeah i'm pulling up tankathon right now which has nope. kind of strength the schedule and uh-huh. suns have the hardest schedule remaining wow. lakers have the fifth hardest for what it's worth it's the nba a, a game can look tough on paper and then right you know the Cavs decide to sit donovan mitchell and allen and mobley and all of a sudden it's not that tough a game you know but like all you can go off of is kind of what it looks like right now um dallas Dallas and the Warriors basically have the, the same strength of schedule the rest of the way. Dallas is up one game on the Warriors. And as you, you, you said, they play three times. You kind of feel like whoever wins two of those three matchups is probably going to end up being the higher seed because then they have right. the tiebreaker on top right. of it. Right. Uh, Sacramento, middle of the road, strength of schedule. New Orleans, middle of the road, a little on the tougher side. Like The Warriors do have the easiest schedule of all those teams remaining, but... They still have to take care of business the rest of the way. Yeah. And Phoenix did lose Devin Booker last night, right? Wow, did they? I thought it was Bradley Beal, but shit. It was Bradley Beal, sorry, they, my bad. They get hurt all the time. Wrong, I mean, uh, t- wrong true hooper. <laughs> true hooper is crazy. Uh, I, I mean, the Suns are kind of a mess, honestly. KD's been a little bit of a mess lately. But regardless, I mean, this it's it's a bloodbath uh, back there at the end. Um Oh, they're letting us know Devin Booker actually did get hurt last night. Oh, Sam, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I stand corrected. He he rolled his – yeah, it's – I didn't see um, the severity of it, but he's out. But anyway, the, the point – the Suns aren't a deep team. They need everyone in there too. So the, the long and the short of it is crappy game today. We could talk big picture on the Warriors. They still got opportunity. No one had them winning in Boston today. I just assume ignore the fact that they got their teeth kicked in. You know, like – Two to three times a year, you are allowed to lose a game you no-show because you're tired. The problem with the Warriors was they did it 10 to 12 times at the beginning of the season. (laughs) But, like, you know, big picture, this isn't the one that's going to get yelling into the mic angry. The Kings one where they, like, pulled Moses Moody, I was was furious in that one. This one, it's like, sucks. But I'm I'm, I'm going to do Clay Thompson. Four fingers. Four. Well, this this one and the Denver game are a little reminiscent. Now, Denver outplays you pretty much the entire way after you get off mm-hmm. to a hard, hard start. Um, and Boston is another one where it's just like, I mean, were you going to win this game? Right? You were kind of have to play this like a game four. <laughs> uh, you know, Steph's really going to have to lock in, you know, that type of stuff to win this game. And it's just like, I don't know. This is not the one. Now, uh, Sam, if they had let, if they had let a game slip through the cracks in the first three, yeah, then I think we can sit there like, hey man, you guys effed around, and now you have come, now you finished the road trip two and two or one and three. But these guys took care of business the first three games, completely locked in the first three games and won all three. Played mm-hmm. the second end of a back to back, coming in at eight a.m. Now I sound like Fitz, but they locked in for the all for all three of those positivity and- merchants. <laughs> I feel like sometimes people bitch at us. It's like, dude, well, like we get to be positive in this moment. You don't. I don't know. It's hard to be angry at a team that's, that loses a game like this. I don't know, Sam. It, I'm with you. I agree with you. It's hard to be frustrated with this type of game. I've I've made amends with where the season is. I was angrier in the first half of the season, but they're they're building something. 
I don't think they're going to go too far this year, but we'll see. Um, and, and the last thing I wanted to pull out on that point is I think you nailed it. If they take care of business the rest of the way, they have a very realistic shot at avoiding the plan. Taking care of business means you don't lose to the Knicks without OG Ananobi, which they did not do. You know, you t- so taking care of business means you beat the Chicago Bulls next week, no questions, and you beat the Spurs even if Wemby goes insane. You know, and then if you lose to Milwaukee, so yeah, be it. That's fine. You know, yeah. so be exactly. it. It's about not losing games that you should have the rest of the way. And I think if they do that. And then, you know, split kind of the 50-50 games, maybe maybe against right. Dallas. They do need to win two of three against Dallas. But right. you know what? If you can't beat Dallas two out of three times, you don't deserve to be a higher seed than them anyway. <laughs> that is fair. So, fair. So, I mean, it, it all comes back to the same point, which is take care of business. This week's, this month's, this season's Light Years podcast is brought to you by Under Armour. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything, and the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate bounce, grip, stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players are coming up, showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. This NBA season, rock with your favorite player, rep his shoes on and off the court. Curry 11s are perfect for both the committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes the shoe feel like it was designed for your feet, locked in no matter what you do on the court, so stopping your tracks, or you can stop in your tracks with dual density UA flow cushioning and traction. An emergency break you don't even notice. Steph's 11th signature shoe steps into the second decade of his sneaker career, pulling colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future on off the court. Take these kicks with you when you leave the scrimmage and rep UA wherever you go. Do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11, future Curry, available now at currybrand.com. And this week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. You should not have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Obviously, the Warriors, a little bit of a homestand. We just talked about Milwaukee, Chicago, San Antonio. Get your tickets there at Chase Center with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and views from your seat and their best, best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute tickets, and we were talking about this earlier. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball. Giants are coming back. Big signings. Excited. I will be there at at and Or Sorry, I will be there at Oracle Park. Uh, you got baseball comeback, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section, game time picks the seats for big time savings, and the game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use light years for $20 off. Your first purchase, terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code L-I-G-H-T-Y-E-A-R-S for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guarantee. Okay, so Jalen Brown came out scorching hot today. Fit ended the game 22 minutes. I mean, they pulled their guys mid-third quarter as well. 29 points, 11 of 19, 5 for 10 from 3. The most notable thing is the Warriors went with the strategy to sag off of him, uh, basically daring him to shoot. I didn't hate it in theory because I think Boston's at their best 
when the ball's hopping. Like Jalen Brown ISO ball in theory should be a win for the defense, right? Like if he's going ISO, that's better than like you getting kickouts for Derek White three, Pritchard three, Tatum three, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Anyway, it none of it mattered because the Warriors just didn't bring any energy. And even if that was a smart game plan on paper, it didn't actually execute to anything, right? Every time I watch Jalen Brown, I think of Jonathan Kuminga a little bit. Mm. Now, I've made this analogy to you many times because people always ask me, how good do you think Kuminga can be? You know, it's it's a fun topic. He's playing phenomenal, potential most improved player. And to me, I don't want to be comparing him to someone like Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi's for like one of the best of all time. It seems very unrealistic to think his handle is going to calm down like that. And he's just going to become automatic from mid range. Like he's KD or Kawhi. Right. But I think someone like Jalen Brown is actually kind of a realistic ceiling for Kuminga in general. And I'm just curious what your thoughts on that are, because I'm looking at Jalen Brown's trajectory. If you remember, he was pretty inconsistent early on for the Celtics. Yes, I remember Had that. issues getting yep. into the lineup. They had Gordon Hayward ahead of him. They had veterans ahead of him who were better than him at the time. Uh, and they stuck with him. And you know what? He did turn into an all-star. And I think everyone would agree he's a perennial all-star now. I disagree with you. That he's a perennial all-star? That No, no. That that, that <laughs> the, the comp to Kaminga is Jalen uh, Brown. So okay. That, that, that's what I was okay. going for. Uh, yes, he is a perennial all-star. It is factual that he is. I cannot argue against that. Cannot disagree against that. Although, if he's in the Western Conference, is he? Um, I watched Jalen. Br- <laughs> I watched Jalen Brown, and I'm like, he could shoot. Now, it's not super consistent, I guess, uh, but he can shoot. He jumps. It's a real jump shot, and he takes a lot of them. And so that that's where it, five a game for his career. But actually, he's shot. I mean, you have the basketball reference up right now. He shot seven and a half last season. Threes attempted per game. Uh, I never want to see Kaminga shoot more than one three per game. And so my, my comp for him, and because of that, my comp, and I actually think Jalen Brown is super athletic coming into the NBA. I actually think Kaminga's more athletic. <laughs> it would and bigger. Yeah, and, and bigger. He is, he's, he's two inches taller, and he's a, he is more athletic, which is insane. But, which is crazy. Jalen Brown ain't, ain't a slouch. I mean, dude's a beast. Yeah. Uh, my, my comp for him, and you actually brought this up, and I, and since then I've run, run around with it, is actually Jimmy Butler. It is actually okay. is actually a guy that just is head down, go to the line. Now, Jimmy Butler has insane um, mid-range game, and he's got counters, he's got post moves, all this type of stuff that Kaminga theoretically is going to learn in the next couple of years. So I, I that's that beside the point. But Jimmy Butler makes a living out of getting to the hole and getting fouled. And, and he has a really yeah. solid functional handle to go with it. And Jimmy Butler very rarely shoots threes unless he's super hot. Um, playoff Jimmy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> unless it's against the Bucks in the playoffs yeah. or the Celtics. Then he's Celtics. like, I got you guys. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, honestly, he's amazing. But to me, that's more like it. I, I see the, the Jalen – because I think Jalen Brown – because I think your point is Jalen Brown, when he came in, he was raw but super talented, right? Jimmy Butler coming into the NBA was totally different. Like a second round pick, like who was his guy? Four year player. Yeah. yeah the, the other thing totally about Jalen and, and, and Kuminga is they were like, they're teenagers coming yep. in. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. I see your point. I actually agree with you in the sense of Jimmy Butler doesn't really dribble at the top of the key much anymore. Like he gets the ball kind of 15 foot extended and just kind of goes to work there, which is what Kuminga does these days. They, they now let Kuminga get the ball kind of facing up around the free throw line extended. And just go to it, you know, and try to draw a foul, 
more likely finish inside. And if you shoot it, it's more of like the 10 foot little midi in traffic than trying to pull threes. So I don't hate that. I don't, I don't hate that comp. I think it's, I think it's a more realistic. He becomes really refined at doing that. than he develops a three like Jalen Brown. Probably. I think that makes sense. The chat saying Siakam. I don't hate that either. Siakam has a better handle, but same thing. He operates inside, you know, free throw line and below. I don't think that's a bad, bad comp at all. How about this? Let me, let me frame the Jalen Brown comp in a different way than you. Jalen Brown, hey, this is his third all-star game. Mm. Probably should have been an all-star four or five times. He's basically been an all-star from age 24 on. From age 23 to 24 on, he's been 20-plus points per game, consistently one of the better wings. You know, he's not Kawhi and KD, but like that second tier of all-star wing, right? Jonathan yep. Kuminga, will he be a better player than Jalen Brown when Jay, when he's 27? Because that's how old Jalen Brown is now. He's We're talking about over the next five years. Wow. Will Kuminga develop into being as good, even if their styles are different? Man. Or better than Jalen Brown or, or not? Because that's kind of where I'm seeing it. I view Jalen wow. Brown as... I mean, chat's going, no, chat's going, no. Wow. The chat, I'm surprised by that. Wow. I'm looking at it right now. Jalen Brown has, or sorry, Kuminga putting up nearly 16, five and two playing 26 minutes a game in year three. Go look at what Jalen Brown did year three. Same amount of minutes per game, 13, four, one. Like it's at, at worst, they're producing pretty similarly. You're seeing flashes of greatness, but not consistency. I don't, man, I feel like you're going to say, I feel like you think yes. I feel like you think he has more, more. Cause, cause, cause the thing about Jalen Brown is he's never developed the handle to get him to the next level, right? That's the thing about Jalen Brown is that he's never, and I don't, at this point, it's probably too late. He's 27 already. You'd imagine you'd argue that he yeah. doesn't have all the handle to totally get there. Also, another thing about Jalen, he's not going to come back and and be like KD off the works. dribble. In the yeah, it's just it's yeah. just not how it works. Not yeah. not not with. And neither is Kuminga, by the way. But. Maybe maybe his his handle's gotten a lot better. And you know I've not yeah. been super high, but his handle's like does he, he very very rarely loses the ball uh, now, especially in transition. I think. Okay, outside of the three-point shooting, because I do think Kaminga ends up being a better um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to-the-rack paint finisher type of guy, do we think that Jalen Brown is an elite defender? Do we think that? I think he's been a very good defender at times. So that's a no. Uh, yeah, right? I think, so, he, uh, right? I think he's proven he can be a playoff defender, though, which is kind of what we're good. Neither of them are Andre Godala. You know, neither of them are <laughs> sure. neither of them are Kawhi Leonard, but are they guys who can play? I mean, Andrew Wiggins never made an all defensive team. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Can they defend in stretch? I, honestly, I want to bring up. Let, let's do this. I want to have okay. some fun with this. OK, so I see our, our guy, Jake Eisenberg, in the chat. For those who don't know, Jake, uh, he contributes to Celtics blog. Very informed on the Celtics. Jake, I'm putting you on the spot and bring you up on stage right now. So. I'm curious his thoughts because he's watched every one of Jalen Brown's games, right? Every single one of them. So I'm curious your thoughts on the tone of this conversation. Cause God what knows up? we're not, 
Yeah. What's up, Jake? Um, curious your thoughts on this conversation because Lord knows we're not talking about that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was shocked the game ended and you guys weren't talking about the 52 <laughs> no point chance. wins. No um, chance. Man, we needed that one. That was really fun. But all uh, needed that one. You guys needed that. 47 win team. You guys are gonna win 65 games. Y'all needed that one. Yeah, but you don't get it, dude. You guys you guys do weird things to us. And you saw Porzingis right. is out. I was just gonna see Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum turnovers. Anyway. Fair enough. Um the Jalen Brown arc, like using that year, the 18, 19 year. And to be fair, I guess this is parallels to the Warriors season this year a little bit, but like that 18, 19 year was a fucking disaster for the Celtics. That was the year we had Kyrie coming back and wow. Hayward coming back, Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier. They, that was, it, was, was that, that was the year that Kyrie was flirting with KD at the All-Star game, right? Correct. Where Correct. it was pretty clear like midway or towards the end of the season, he was out the door. Correct. Okay. Exactly. That was the year that we got to the playoffs and Kyrie Irving decided to um, switch onto Giannis multiple games in a row and uh, completely oh, tank the series. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like one of like the most, the biggest tank jobs I've ever seen in my life. Um, so that year was really weird. And like, obviously the Warriors have had their own weirdness this year as well, but Jalen's like his development, he, like people use like Jalen and Kawhi as like, that's like your ceiling development arcs like Jalen I, I every I'm still shocked that he's turned into this guy like mm -hmm. like we didn't see like the handle improving to the way that it was the shooting like he wasn't supposed to be a good shooter um and his shoot three-point numbers the last couple of years have been down a little bit but mm. you, you can't like in the playoffs like he's a tough shot maker and that's why his games typically translated really well to the playoffs Everybody, you know, is always going to focus on that Miami series and that Warriors series for Tatum, but both of them have had one bad series each ever. The game actually translates really, his game translates really well to the playoffs because he can make tough shots in the mid-range and kind of from three. I feel like that's a seal, ceiling, ceiling, ceiling outcome for Kaminga is to be a guy at that level, just like similar to Siakam, right? Like, mm -hmm. that, like there's a, like, and, and Jimmy, that those guys are all guys that like late, Outside of Jalen, who was a third overall pick, but mm -hmm. their development arcs are pretty rare. Um, and maybe Kaminga is that guy, but I, I, I think maybe he's like a, a, a kind of a tier below. He's really impressed me, though. Like I remember you guys. I was on this show, the first one I watched. It was after the you guys almost lost to the Blazers, and I and I remember Sam. Oh, was that like, was the, that was the game yeah. where they didn't play Kaminga in the first half, yes. and it was all the old guys, and it was like. What are we doing here? Type yes. of thing. Yeah. And, and um, I remember you were like, uh, I'll take, I would take Kaminga over Shaden Sharp. And at the time I was like, ah, oh, that seems kind of crazy to me. <laughs> but who's more athletic? I mean, they're both insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I, I think you they just, should you both do the dunk contest, not Jalen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, at least, at least Jalen's trying, you know, yeah. uh, true. Good yeah, point. Yeah. At least someone's trying. I knew that was going to go badly for Jalen, but um, uh, they're like, you know, I thought that was a kind of a, a crazy comp just from like the feel and IQ of Kaminga has obviously been something that he really struggled with. But I forget the game of the Warriors that I watched. He made like one play, like one pass to Clay. And I was like, oh, I think maybe he's getting it. Yeah. And he's been really impressed from that perspective. Like, so I don't know what, what, what's, what's Kaminga's like work ethic like? Because Jalen Brown has a 99th percentile work ethic. Like he's a psycho. Huh? Same with Tatum. Hmm. Like they, they, Every year, I could like they get better every year, and they will always continue to get better. 
Well, I, I think Brandon Pajemski is 99th percentile work ethic. Steph Curry is 99th. I think Kaminga's not a bad work work ethic guy. I'm not saying he's bad, but he is not 99th percentile. Sam, do you disagree? I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I just think percent is a lot. That's like that's like it's, stuff. That's, it's the, the bigger question it's not with a slight. him. It's not a slight. The bigger question with him sure. had been maturity. Like he yeah. was basically he wouldn't respond well to coaching coaches would tell him to do something and kind of yeah, throw his hands point. in the air. So more <laughs> immaturity than work ethic for me. Um, but I, I'm bringing point. up a very specific stretch of games here. Everyone remembers Kuminga's uh, lost faith in Steve Kerr, <laughs> um, yeah. the leak to Shavs, which was hilarious. Now that we, this is what he's done in the 25 games since then, 24, mm-hmm. 20 points per game, 6% from the field. Six rebounds a game, three assists. I like you agree. It's making those extra reads and turning into a guy who can play warrior style basketball, read and react, that has been most exciting to me. I I, I here's here's what I look at him. The speed at which he keeps improving makes me not want to put a ceiling on what he can be. I do think he can get to an all-star wing caliber player. I do not want to compare him to like the all timers, the Kawhis, the KDs, the LeBron, like th- that, that's a different, that's a different, yeah, well, let, let him, <laughs> let him win, let him win one before we go there. Um, trying. <laughs> uh, and that's why I bring up the Jalen Brown and the Siakam, because like, yeah. honestly, if he hits that caliber of player, that is a win every time. Like oh, yeah. you can't, you can't ask for better than that. So yeah. anyway, you know, I, I think the ceiling, I think the ceiling's there for sure. Um, I, I would just be like, it's just hard to to get there, and so you you guys know the type of guy that he's better than me. And if he if he can, and he also as he, he's so fucking young, but like um, if he if he can kind of get that work ethic piece down, then maybe maybe he gets there because he's got the tools. I mean, he's a he's a freak, like, yeah. and so um, yeah, maybe a lowest a lower outcome is like Andrew Wiggins in the finals, but like but like every, Andrew Wiggins in the every finals, game, but every game, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, even with that, I, he he's he's more natural. He, he's he's better off the bounce than Wiggins was. Wiggins could just shoot the ball a lot, but better. Wiggins wasn't. Yeah, he became an elite shooter for a couple of years there. That's that's the difference. And Wiggins is better and a on better ball. defender. He's yeah. a way better on ball. Wiggins is quicker, yeah. smarter. But that, that might come with time, though. Like yeah. that stuff might just come with time because I don't know if Kaminga is ever guarding ones and twos like Wiggins because he's just bigger. But tell me he can guard threes and fours. I mean, mo- most elite teams in the NBA, like Kaminga in three years, can he just can he just take Tatum? You know what I'm saying? Uh, like that's his. That's, you know, that's his best it. moment defensively this year was the Warriors Celtics game at at, uh, game. at Chase Center yeah. where he was guarding um, <laughs> Tatum down the stretch of that game. You know, so it was just kind of. That's it, Jicks. We appreciate you, Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, the last right. thing to bring. Oh, go, man. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, man. That's you're an asshole, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that one in. He's in a good um, mood. He's in a good. Nah, mood. Jake. Really appreciate that. It's it's a good call out, and it's like none of those comps are one to one. Like everything you guys are saying about Jalen's game being different is accurate. Not disagreeing with that. No. Uh, but I just view it as like. You, you got what I was saying. Yeah. Raw wing who turned himself into a perennial all-star. That seems like the Kuminga trajectory. And I just can't – I always think of it every time I see the Celtics. Better thinking about that than whatever the hell today's game was. Now, it's also 
it's also really hard. You know how many Raw wins out there that don't pan out? It's also really, really hard. Kelly Oubre. You know what I'm saying? And, and honestly, Kelly Oubre, you would probably count him as a success because he's had a long NBA career. But it's like there's so many guys out there that just – On a vet minimum in his 20s. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, man, we make fun of Wiseman all the time. He's not a raw sure. wing, but he's a raw big that's out of the – he's going to be out of the league, right? Like that is more often than not what actually happens to think that Kaminga is going to – to, uh, yeah you know what i mean like i don't and then the seven pick like he's not a one or two pick right so anyway oh i i, I like this kaminga conversation probably one we should have had before but i like this one ongoing it, it is ongoing and it's you know what let's he is a very important piece to this team going forward so we'll figure yep. it out yep. um we'll get geo up here to to doom and gloom to the goons hey how's it going Yes, sir. What's up, man? I mean, good. I mean, honestly, I'm not depressed. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not depressed. <laughs> like, I mean, the truth of the matter is, like, we're not that we're we're like a like a middle like we're not that good as a team, really. Like, like we don't have like. I mean, honestly, you are. I am sad. Looney, I am sad because Looney looks finished. That's sad to me. Like he, like I don't know what he does now for us anymore. Like I mean, he can't go out the Joker types. He can't really. He can't. He's not really like. He's not even like a third big anymore. Like I don't know what he is in this league. Like that is that is depressing. That is depressing to me. Like I don't know. That's sad. I mean, that's sad to me. That's my take, honestly. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Appreciate you, Gio. Yeah. Touch on up here. We'll talk a little. Uh... Looney stuff is sad though. I like how Joe's like, I'm not that sad. I'm pretty sad. Yeah, I know. The, the pivot mid-sentence was amazing. My guy. <laughs> Love him. Love him. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, whatever. I, Steve Kerr post-game right now saying flush it. I mean, yeah, that's that's exactly what I took from this game. Just flush Correct. it down to it. All right. Tatiana, what do you got from us? Are we about to relitigate little Matt Chapman? Ooh. Oh, ooh, ooh. I'm kind of interested now. I'm more so interested if they are actually going to sign Blake Snell and that might actually compete for, let's say, Sam the Sources second says it's happening. NL- Sam, Sam Sources says it's happening. <laughs> Sam Sources? Okay, okay. Yeah. Hey, look, Don't fail us now. Right. Yeah, there you go. We can talk now. There you go. <laughs> yes, I actually just well, got go. some earbuds. Yes, oh. yes. It took a minute, but, you know, we're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> Unfortunately, the wars are not, so it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... In the meantime, uh, since we all kind of agree that this is a transition period, uh, my question is, when is Kerr going to start to experiment with the Moody and Trace minutes? Because they're somehow a real positive duo, but it's kind of like, oh, we need a better wing. So who's going to be the wing in, on the market for this coming offseason that we should look for? Then? Um. There's rumors that Brandon Ingram's getting traded. Oh, wait, know. there's actual rumors of that? Really? <laughs> well, you've been calling it, Sam, for freaking seven months It's, now. it's like Siakam. I'm, I'm calling – he's finally in the last year of his contract this offseason, so it'll happen, just not to the Warriors. Uh, <laughs> um, this is why honestly, Kurt was saying he loves Ingram. That was that was a little weird, but it makes, it makes more sense now. I don't know. I, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Clippers with Podcast P. Probably, I think the Clippers are probably just going to run it back, but you never know. You have an embarrassing playoff meltdown. How many years in a row can you run the same thing back, right? Uh, we'll see. I, I mean, part of me is wondering if they shouldn't cash in part of their wing depth into a big instead and just have mm. less wings. 
They have a lot like Wiggins, Kuminga, huh. Moody, um, GP two is a wing. I mean, GP two is a wing. Yeah, yeah, they got a but lot of guys. wing in a six three body doesn't help at this point, yeah, especially it, when he's it not. Healthy. It doesn't matter. He plays him at the three anyway. So, um, but I'm just saying, like, if you could cash some of that in into being like a guy who's six ten, six eleven, God forbid, seven feet. You know, like. <laughs> That wouldn't be the worst thing on earth either, you know. So first time I've heard you say that. So that's interesting. I like that one. I don't know. It's, it's, it's I'm I'm optimistic about the young guys. I kind of feel like they can help this team. They just need one more consistent veteran contributor. That was supposed to be Wiggins. That's not happening. Um, we know where Clay's at in his career. I think Clay will be back, but on a smaller deal. Um, another wing. Know. Another wing, by the way. Um, I, I, that's yeah, that the most obvious one we forgot, by the way. Yeah, it's in another wing because uh, yeah. certainly isn't a guard anymore. Um, no, he's not. Yeah, they're weird where they have a lot of wings, but like, um, yeah, I wonder. I, I look, man, I don't think Wiggins is on this team, so I think that, that's really the the thing where it's like, what, what do you get for Wiggins? And, and let me ask you this if you were to throw Brandon Pajemski on the trade market, what is his value? Mm, like Jokic, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He's <laughs> him and Kuminga are by far the most attractive pieces to teams making wanting to make a trade with the Warriors because right. obviously Steph's not on the market. You know, like that that goes without saying. So I don't know. Be reasonably attractive. Yeah. Like Maybe. if you throw if you throw Chris Paul a salary and then you throw a pick and then let's say but they're not going to trade him. I'm, I'm just throwing this out there, guys. But you throw Pachemski in. It's like, oh, what do you got? Can you get Ingram with that? Yes, I think so. Yeah. So what know. you're saying is we should have done what we should have done in 2020 and get Miles Turner. But you know, okay. Let's see what it's going. Trade, trade, trade machine legend Miles Turner. He's never getting moved though. Never happened. Indiana's got a fun team. They'll 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 ride it out there. They'll 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 be a second round exit for a couple of years, and then Halliburton. Yeah, fun thirty five to forty win team that becomes a first round exit. Yes, thirty five is insane, but I, I hear you. I hear you. Indy's fun. I like Indy. Hipster. NBA hipster. Tatum, appreciate it, brother. Let's get to Ken real quick. Will we call it a day after that? OG. Hey guys, how's it going, What's, sir? You know. <laughs> in the words of Steve Kerr, flush it and move on. I, that was a tough one, but yeah. you know, I mean, it was so immediately. I mean, I was I was checked out after like this halfway through the second quarter. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I. This one doesn't bother me as much as other ones, just because it was like you saw it on the schedule, like day game at the end of a long road trip. This feels like a blowout. Doesn't mean it was fun to watch because while you're watching it real time, you're like. Can it be less embarrassing, guys? Like a little bit less, but on to the next one. On like I said, the those 15 point giving up 15 point leads in the fourth quarter to like the Kings and the Thunder, those ones. Those I mean, ones made my blood talking about them. Those ones blew made my blood boil way more than this. Yeah, yeah. This one was this one was gonna be a tough game no matter what. I mean, mm-hmm. Steph could have been healthy, pods could have been there. Zinger could have been playing for Boston, whatever. Sure. They've only lost at home three times this year. You know, wow. Boston's tough at home this year. They're, you know, they're loaded for bear. They're loaded for bear. They're doing those marginal trades at the very bottom of their yeah. roster. Yep. Load up their whole, They, I mean, 
the X-Man as they're like their last pick and that uh the guy they picked up from Philadelphia, I forget his name, but he hounded Steph when 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 we played the Sixers a couple weeks ago. They are they got a real shot at a championship and they are doing everything within their power to compete all the way. Hats off to the hats off to the Celtics this year. Yeah. I wish yeah. <laughs> and and that's the other part of it. I kind of it is what it is. The Warriors did not decide to cash in their chips and go for it this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll have different conversations in the offseason. I'm just trying to enjoy the season's development for the rest of the way. Because what's the other option? I sit here every pod being like, they need to make a trade. The deadline's over, but they need to do it. You know, it's like, yeah, there's, you got to move on at some point. So. There's nothing left. Otto didn't get waived, and you know he his health. I'm a little surprised by that. I kind of thought he was gonna just take the buyout. Maybe maybe he's done. I mean, honestly, like we talk about 2022 being. 2022 feels like a couple of those Giants titles where you're like, they were not the best team, but they just did what they, they, they just got hot at the right time. I, I am know, Andy might, Andy might disagree with me because I'm looking at Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Looney and Otto Porter. And I don't think any of them will ever be able to do what they did that season ever again. And GP2. a lot of Cody Ross energy. GP2 was a beast that year and came, yeah. back, came back healthy enough to, that was the 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 karmic restitution mm-hmm. or the Kiki Vandaway substitute. Uh, uh, I like that. Like well, that. We're, we're going with that. I like that. That's... That was uh, twenty-two. <laughs> hey, you know, makes up for a lot of LeBron bitching and moaning. You know? <laughs> well, we're gonna get some LeBron bitching and moaning next season on oh, the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the Warriors. That, you see that bucket he got yesterday, where he like got his shot legitimately blocked by someone from Denver, uh, maybe Peyton Watson or one of those, I don't know, felt came all the way back to the ground, shot his, shot his continuation with his foot back on the ground. So he shouldn't have gotten the continuation. It wasn't a foul, but he ended up getting a bucket and a free throw anyway. But you know what? We won in 22. It's all okay. <laughs> it's all okay. Yeah. It's uh, the banner. The banner's hanging. It's real. Yeah. I put it in the comments, but I'm going to just throw this out there and it's, it's can't happen till the off season, but you know, let's face it with, with Wiggins going, going on his own again for a second time, clearly that's a liability contract at the moment, but so is John Collins. And I wonder, could John Collins at center for the warriors with Draymond at the four telling him where to be, yelling at him. He'd take it. Collins would take it. He's got that kind of athleticism that you want in a center. I would say his basketball awareness doesn't appear to be high. There we go. There we go. But you know what? We've seen some other guys whose basketball awareness wasn't high get kind of moved around on the floor by Draymond's mouth, which has not slowed down in his old age. (laughs) That could conceivably be a thing that could work you know and it's two bad <laughs> contracts so neither team's taking anything on that they can't handle right anyway appreciate appreciate it ken john yeah. collins would be like the ultimate dream on heat check uh because as as bad as minnesota wiggins was he wasn't as big a mess as collins is on defense collins is a mess yeah it's a t- <laughs> i i see the vision though right because we, mm. we talk about miles turner we've talked about um, Aaron Gordon and obviously a five, a five man who can punish you for doubling Steph. 
I think distressed asset too, right? Is, yeah. is, is part of it. And and unfortunately, Wiggins is now a distressed asset. But um, that will be kind of the uh, the story of the offseason is who they look for. Hey, maybe we'll wrap it up with this um, because uh, uh, he brought up the Denver Nuggets last night. To me, the Denver Nuggets are the best team in the NBA, Samuel, and it's not close. Yeah. Do you agree? I, I – the only way this team is not repeating is if someone gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, their starting five is so far and away better than anyone else's five-man unit. And what makes them dangerous for the playoffs, it reminds me of the Warriors because none of those guys are old. They're all like 27, 29, 28, 27. Like, they have the legs and the IQ to play 40-plus minutes every playoff game. So you don't need to worry about like their ninth man, you know? Yeah, man. They're I have one for you on them. They have more offensive firepower than the peak version of the Warriors. They're not not better defensively than the 2017 Warriors, but nah, they don't. I think the I don't know, man. Steph and Clay. Uh imagine Kate. KCP and Aaron Gordon Stop. offensively are so much better than Draymond and Iguodala. KD, Stephen Clay. Jokic is pretty fucking good. Yeah, but that's one. <laughs> I mean, Jamal Murray, KD kind of play the same role. Oh, God. All right. All right. <laughs> and with that. Clay, Clay and MPJ are a wash on offense. Oh. Like I said, defense. MPJ was benched in the playoffs. He was benched. Uh, Like I said, defense is separated. It's (laughs) in offense. Um, You sound like Bob Myers on ESPN right now. That guy guy is a clown. uh, I'm off. I'm off, Bobby. I'm off. It was all Kirk. It was all Kirk, (laughs) Joe, and Kent. Bob was just a passerby on the ride. Jerry West. There we go. All right. Appreciate everyone. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.